0: Good morning everyone. Thank you for letting us into your homes and your houses. We are here to worship the King of Kings. And on behalf of our church elders, our leaders, our deacons, and everyone who's out there, we want to welcome you to our online Sunday worship. Join us as the worship team takes us through the worship in song. Please be enjoying and may the Lord bless you.
1: Bible tells us that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Father, we thank you so much for who you are. You are indeed the Alpha and the Omega. Worship You, Jesus. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship You alone. You. i is singing, Lord, you are out far. Sing it one more time.
2: Give him glory. Lord, we give you glory. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you.
1: There is no one like you, Jesus. There is no one like you, Jesus. And that's why we give you glory. Oh. E ali era a riba O eu queria te ver e te vá Tralou tonda o amanhã E era a riba O eu queria Tualoinsa Come on soon with me, wake Vekatonda Bani E ali Eliva O Yogira oh, Weka tonda. oh. Come up, grave your navy to a day. Oh, Lamu, we're fair. Vanava, five years. You're not to be Kubas of no novitari. Kubanga, we on the woe with Jesus. on the way to Mukama. Tell you no more, we yes. Son galwa chivionnant to be quatre.
3: Father, we bless your holy name. There is none like you. And we as children who once were lost and now are found, who once lived in great darkness and now are living in light, who are we that we might say, Abba, Father? Who are we that we might say, the Creator is our God? So, Lord, today as we worship you, the Bible says you inhabit the praises of your people. May you come down on our praises. May you minister to us. Any person who is not well listening to me today. COVID has changed our world forever. The recent lockdown has changed our world forever. And I want to pray with you right now. The one who is discouraged. The one who is confused. The one who is lost. The one who's lost hope. The one whose family is being pulled apart the one who's losing your first love, the one who's feeling idle, the one who feels like you're under spiritual warfare and you don't even know what weapons you have to fight and to stay standing. I want to pray with you this morning. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I join my hands with this brother and sister who is going through whatever they're going through, whether it's pain in their heart, whether it's languishing their soul, Whether it's a relationship that's tearing apart. Whether it's a fast love that's being broken. In the name of Jesus. I reclaim. 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 I reclaim ministry for you. I reclaim your relationship of health for you. I reclaim that which God intended. I pray that you will open your hearts now that God might speak to you. For those of you that are joining us online, my name is Dr. Richmond Wondera. I'm the senior pastor of New Life Church. I happen to serve with my beautiful wife, Rosette, and the elders, a team of elders that have just blown my mind away with their commitment and their love. We have an amazing team of deacons. Those of you who will visit, you will get a taste of what it means to fellowship from this very healthy family. We're really grateful to the Lord for this time, and we want to start a new theme today. And this theme is titled, Reclaim. We recognize that our world is not the same for all of us, but more individually, the world is not the same for many. I think you would say, as I would, that our worlds have changed. And we want to take a moment and take stock and say, have we grown? Have we kept that which God intended for us to keep? But have we also lost? And I think that the latter part of that question is where I want to spend a lot of time. What have we lost? What has COVID stolen from us? And when I use the word COVID, I don't mean necessarily the COVID disease, but everything that has come as a result of this pandemic. How has it changed your life? How has it changed your ministry? What has it done to your heart? What has it done to your mind? What has it done to your soul? What's it done to your work, to your academics, to your friendship? What has happened? And so I want to take a moment and just reflect on those thoughts with you. So to begin with, why don't we pray again? Father, thank you so much for this moment of reflection in your word. Bless your word to our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Less than 78 hours ago, our president, Yoweri Museveni, declared the second lockdown. And this lockdown has come with all kinds of difficulties. Many people in the villages are taking this lockdown in a different way from those in the cities. But as we look at all these different responses, we can see altogether that it's negative. A lot of fear has driven back into the hearts of many. Many in the transportation industry are losing their jobs like crazy. People are packing up. People are locking their shops. People are abandoning their stations. Why? Because a second lockdown has come. And indeed, that which comes has come to us like a thief in the night. So this is where I want to start my summon to you today. And I hope that we are able to walk together and journey together as we explore this whole theme of reclaim. So if you knew that a thief was planning to break into your house tonight, what would you do? Many would say that the first thing that you do is take away little children from the home. Because those are one of our prized treasures. And then you take away the other treasures that you have, whether it's jewelry or watches or whatever it is. You make sure that is far away from you. You take all your money and probably put it in a bank. And then beyond that, what some of you might find to do is to find different defenses. So you would examine your home and say, what in my home can I use for defense? Those of you that stay in fences, you would lock your gate. Those of you that stay in places where you can tell neighbors about what's going to happen, you would mobilize the different forms of security. And then beyond that, some of you might switch on all the lights to make sure you're seeing every angle of your house. And then some of you might actually take the courage and sit on the balcony with whatever you have in your hand saying, come, come if you have the energy, the strength and the courage to steal from me. And so that is one scenario that I just painted where if you knew a thief was coming, To steal from you tonight, what would you do? And in this series we'll talk through this whole prevention measure because when we see the the trend of the COVID, what we're seeing is that we must prevent any further loss. And we're going to be talking about that prevention. But then there's a second scenario where the thief has already come. And the thief has already stolen. And he's stolen things that are precious to you. And so what we're going to do is, if the thief has already come into your house and stolen, how are you to respond? What is expected of you? What are you to do about those treasures of yours that you have lost? And so we're going to be talking about the prevention side. And then we're also going to be talking about the reclaim side through this month and so i welcome you to journey with us through a month of identification where we're going to identify that which has been stolen from us but we're also going to identify that which we still have that we can keep so that together we might remain standing even after this pandemic and so this sermon affects every christian and non-Christian because all of us can state that which we still have and that which has been lost or taken from us. And so tune in with me as we open our Bibles to the book of John chapter 10, verse number 10. I'll give it a minute for you to get there. Remember, as we're talking about it, we must be thinking also about the fact that sometimes we lose something and we don't really care. You know, when I was going to school, some of the classes I did not like Whereas classes like geography. I mean, some of you really like geography and good for you. But for me, maybe because of the geography teacher or whatever, I had no desire to go to class. In fact, it was like a chore to go to class to study geography. And so when I lost my geography book, it meant nothing. And uh, once in a while, you know, you'd be walking and there's a penny that falls out of the car or falls out of the pocket and falls and it's just one cent or two cents. And sometimes if it's fallen in mud and it's been rolling down a, a dirty place, you're like, you know what, forget it. And sometimes when things like that are stolen, you don't care really that much. But if that which is stolen is of value, then every hair on your body stands up because now it's time to fight. And so when you are making a list in your mind, you, you, you must consider that sometimes your love for a treasure dies. I don't know if you have felt this before, but when you buy something new, let's say a phone. I don't have my phone with me here. But when you buy a brand new phone, there is a, a certain attachment you have to this phone. It's new, it's fresh, and you want every app, and you don't want any child to touch it because they might drop it. And that's what happens when something is new, when something is fresh. But over time, that which was treasured becomes less treasured. Like for example, some of you, when you first became Christians, there was such a fast love that you had. Prayer was unmissable. When you think about time in the Word, it was a treasure. When you thought about gathering in fellowship, I mean, you would be the kind who, if the government declared another lockdown, the churches were locked down, you would want to take a chair and break something because it was meaningful. But over time, as you get used to that which you have, you begin to take it for granted. When I say you, I mean all of us. We begin to take for granted that which we considered a treasure. And so, as we unpack this, I want you to realize that sometimes we're thinking the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he has stolen something from you. But your love for that thing has died. And so, part of the solution to this is to actually remember Why was it important to you in the first place? Why was it there was a time in your life where you couldn't miss fellowship? What is it that you saw? And sometimes reaching back and extrapolating that kind of memory brings back the treasure and the love. It's like someone who has grown out of love. What happens is sometimes they sit down and remember and they think to their mind and they have a conversation with their thoughts and they think, look, no, this, this person is of treasure to me. And when they do that, they usually go back to try to find this lady or this man who has walked away because of our carelessness. And I think that's what happened even with the prodigal son. He was away. He thought, I don't care about my father. I don't care about my brothers. I have whatever I have. But a time comes when you sit down and actually remember. And before I even read the text, I'd I like for us to do it. Let's just take a moment now and just remember. Remember your first love. Remember the time when you prayed, when you went to prayer mountain. When you switched your phone off to pray. When you woke up in the morning and the first thing you touched was not the phone. It was the word of God. When you knelt down before you slept and didn't just fall on your bed and begin snoring. Remember that time. Why was that time precious to you? Why did it mean so much to you? And I think that when you remember that and reach back to the best that you can, all of a sudden, love begins to fill your heart again. Love begins to feel your eyes again. You all of a sudden begin to realize, I have actually lost something. Because it doesn't make sense or it doesn't really add tremendous value for you. For me, begin talking about an enemy who has stolen from you something you no longer treasure. And so, let me take a moment now and read what Christ has to say in John chapter 10, verse 10. And I'm assuming that all of us are there right now. Jesus said that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that you may have life, And have it more abundantly. Think about that. The thief comes only but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And he does not mark that to a season. But we do know that even in this corona, all the statistics that are talking about the church are talking about that which has been stolen and that which people still have. And that's why it is incumbent upon you to listen, to lean in and listen to what might have been stolen from you. For the thief comes, but to steal, to kill and to destroy. Now, let me begin by clarifying. Satan does not need your car. Satan does not need your house. He does not need your money. He doesn't. And so some of you, once you're stating that which has been stolen as a treasure, I want you to not make sure that the priorities on your list are clear. He doesn't need that. He's still things that are of higher value. Things that are of infinite worth. Things that money cannot buy. And when he steals that from you, even if you still remain with your car, with your house, with your money, with your friends and with everything for la that you may have in your house. Once he steals that which money can buy, everything else becomes empty. Let me give you an example. Purpose. Every creator creates something for a purpose. Every porter makes something out of clay that is fitted to its purpose you have been made with a particular purpose and some of you can sense that during this corona season you have lost your purpose that drive that waking up in the morning towards something that has been stolen from you and when that is stolen when you steal someone's purpose someone's reason for living the why of someone's life, even if you left their fridge full of food and left them with 10 cars in the parking lot and left them with a big house and a big bed, all that means nothing because there's nothing as empty as waking up without purpose. And so again, the enemy is not interested in your bedsheets, in your caps and plates. That, that's nothing to him. Remember, the things that we're talking about are that which contact you In different ways. Second thing. Family. If the enemy has broken your family. He steals, he kills and destroys. What is tasty to you anymore? If the persons that you love have walked out of your life. So it doesn't matter. What you might list on the list of that which you are holding tight my phone, my iPad, my things. Those are things. The most important things in this world are not things. And this is what I'm trying to make you understand. So, the enemy steals things such as purpose. He steals things such as family. He steals things such as prayer. Think about a person whose prayer life is dead. They no longer have light in their life. Everything they do is by try and error, knowing that the love of their life is far away and waiting for them. And so that's what the enemy steals. He might bring things to you to steal the real thing. And so, prayer. Think about someone who's lost their passion for the word of God, where their font to them has become their most prized possession and not the Bible. Think about your first love. Once the enemy steals your first love, what will happen? Think about your calling. Your calling. Money cannot buy that. Your ability to sing. Your ability to preach. Your ability to be a missionary. Your ability to serve God. If that is muted, if that is tied and locked away, it's like someone who has gotten a bushel or a basket and put it over your lamp and it's no longer burning. And I can tell you that that alone changes you. We want this month to go on a journey of identifying that which the enemy has stolen. And then go beyond that to reclaim that which the enemy has stolen from us. And so once again, the most important things in this world are not things. But that's what the enemy targets. Because once that is stolen from you, then the actual physical things become tasteless. How about the dreams that God has spoken to you in this secret place? The visions He's given you? How about those feelings inside of you that you can actually do something and make a difference with your life? And if that has been poured on water during this season, I can guarantee you that you have lost more than material things. And so I want to spend a moment and just unpack this text to us in a way that we'll learn this. That actually Christ comes knowing that the enemy exists and the enemy has already stolen. He has already killed and he is destroyed. But he says to the person who is discouraged, to the person who says, I'm no longer praying, to the person who says, I am no longer in the word of God, to the person who says, I've lost my purpose. My family has been taken from me. Christ shows up. It's like light showing up in a great darkness. For darkness cannot overcome the light, but the light overcomes darkness every time. Jesus is the victory. Jesus is the victory that you and I are needing so that we can walk not in defeat, but in victory every day of our lives. And so the one who comes that we may have life, and have it more abundantly. Let me take a moment and just reclaim some of those things with you as we reflect on this man, Jesus. So think about this good news. That the fact that Jesus is able to reclaim that which has been stolen, you and I have to then go on a very specific journey to identify those things of recovering. And today I want to spend a moment and just talk about the list of those things that we're going to be recovering. And then I'm going to lead each one of you in prayer. In prayer such that when we are beginning to journey this path through 2021, the month of June and July, we will actually be like those people who were bent over and now we are standing. And when we are standing and then finally we are standing straight and tall with Jesus on our side. Did you know that you can recover your purpose? Did you know that you can recover your purpose? Let me give you an example. So, many years ago, I was an accountant, and I was actually a teacher of accounting many, many years ago at some schools. And for a moment, I was driven thinking that I want to heal our corrupt country by developing more ethical accountants. Because I reasoned. That while in this country, bosses might want to do whatever they want to do, whether it's cheat taxes or misrepresent something, they can't do that without the wisdom and the advice of the accountant. If the accountant says you can do it, then the boss thinks he can do it. If the accountant says that's too risky, then the boss knows not to go there. So I knew that in order to heal our corrupt country, one of the most strategic things to do was to train accountants. And so I studied very hard, and I graduated summa cum laude with a first class degree in accounting. And I proceeded very, very hard on the journey of becoming one of the best accountants that I knew. And indeed, the Lord blessed that effort, and I began teaching. But then I read through Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, and I discovered that it's actually possible to know God's will for a person's life. And there was a season where I did accounting and it was really, really good. But then I began to get nervous in my mind, asking myself about purpose. And it was until I met a gentleman called Wes Stafford, who was the former president of Compassion International by then. And he asked me a question. He said, Richmond, what keeps you awake at night? And I reasoned, I thought, should anything keep me awake at night? God gives sleep to those he loves and I thought I was making a light comment to him and his face was not smiling and he looked back at me and said what keeps you awake at night I said nothing he said to me don't leave like that don't leave like that beg God beg God to break your heart for something for that which breaks his heart that which will keep you awake at night as you roll on your pillow and you say, I will give myself no rest. Neither will I give him any rest until this thing changes. That day after that conversation, I went back to my room and I began to read very slowly Romans chapter 12. And I put my finger on verses 1 and 2 and it says, therefore, I add you brothers in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto him, for this is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing and perfect will. And I put my finger on that text. I said, God, I will not take this finger off until you show me what this means for me. And on that day, my purpose was reborn. I heard God speak to me very clearly about what it is, my purpose on this world. And I want to share with you that it is possible. It is possible if you are willing. It's possible if you really want to reclaim it. I had lost purpose and someone preached to me at the time about purpose. I would think I don't care. But when West Stafford looked straight at me and said, yes, you do. Yes, you do care about your purpose. Finally, something fresh was bathed on the inside of me. And I want to be West Stafford to you today. I want to be West Stafford to you today. I want to ask you, is there anything that keeps you awake at night? Or when you go to your bed, you just fall. And five minutes into it, you're walking at your phone and then you're snoring And until the next day, you're gone. Is there anything that keeps you awake at night? I want to begin by reclaiming your purpose today. I want to pray with you. I want to commend you to the Lord. Saying, he who created you with purpose, may he re-envision you. May he infuse his purpose in you. Over through these months, we're going to be talking about reclaiming family. We're going to be talking about reclaiming your prayer life. Your word life, your first love, your time in the word, your calling, your dreams, your visions, your relationships, your work, your school, your performance, your purity. We're going to be talking about reclaiming this, but today I want to pray for your purpose that God will re-envision you, will infuse in you a new grace, a new hunger, a new passion, a new desire. God's given me that right now. I cannot sleep a day or two without thinking about training pastors, without thinking about those pastors that are serving on the islands, those pastors that are serving in the coastlands, those pastors that are serving in mountains, Mount Elgon, Mount Renzori, Mount Kirimanjaro. I think about these pastors in the mountains and my heart cries out to them. How can they receive the help they need so that they can serve? My heart has also broken for the community that we are in right now called Chirica. Every single day I'm thinking about the church. I'm thinking about what else can we do. What other ideas do do we need to roll out. What are the needs of the people in Chirica. What questions are they asking. And my purpose has been awakened by God. And so I pray the same grace that has been poured upon me may be poured on you. Let us pray together. Our heavenly father. I thank you for you were good and you were kind. When we pray, you answer. For Mark 11, verses 14 says, Whatever you pray for, believe in Christ that you have received it, and it shall be yours. Today, Lord, I claim purpose. I claim the purposes of God in the hearts and in the lives of those who are listening to my voice right now. Everyone on the internet, everyone in their homes, in their living rooms, wherever they are, I pray, King of glory, that you begin to awaken them as you awakened me. I pray for a new grace. I pray for a new anointing. I pray for a power in spite of the lockdown. When people are being told you can never interact again, you cannot go out again, you cannot drive to the next district again, this has been shut down. There is one thing that has not been shut down and that's our purpose and our ability to declare, to use the tongue, to use the internet, to use the platforms, to leave out our purpose. And so may God Almighty bless you, may He awaken you, may He do for you that which you are praying for Him to do. you. May God richly bless you.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Dr. Richmond, for reminding us about reclaiming our purpose and that which was lost. We believe that God is doing something in your life and is reaching you right there in your homes. Now at this point in time, we also want to be able to give you an opportunity to worship God with your giving. Now we have been able to create an avenue for you to be able to do that and be able to stay faithful in your giving, your tithing, and also your offertory. Please, the numbers that you can use for you to be able to give, if you prefer using mobile money, we have provided for you numbers for Airtel and also for MTN, and they are right down here on our screen. But also, if you want the other alternative, where you want to be able to just deposit your money using your bank account or to just transfer it to our bank account, please also just see our bank account right down here, down below your screen. And that is, of course, using Standard Chartered Bank. And the account is running right down here. May God bless you as you continue remaining faithful in your giving, offertory, and tithing. And of course, as you do that, our worship team is going to be taking us through our song. As you give to the Lord. Give cheerfully and may the Lord bless you.
1: What shall I render to Jehovah? For he has done so very much for me. What shall I render to Jehovah for he has done so very much for me come and sing with me sing what shall I render Sometimes still won't be enough. Oh, 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 oh. You cannot go more real. When you heal, you heal completely.
0: to be able to stay connected with us on our social media platforms we do have Facebook we also do have our YouTube you can be able to use them to stay connected and also follow us on our online services on our Facebook we are New Life Baptist Church Kampala then also on our YouTube we are still New Life Baptist Church Kampala but also to connect with us during the course of the week if you want prayer and counseling please just get to us. Make your booking using the following lines that are running right down here on our screen as you want to be able to have someone to talk to. Please make your booking and this will be made for you easily. May God bless you and catch you next time. Thank you.